Hey family, it's Shayna of The Prayer Podcast, welcoming you guys back to our first podcast of 2019. So happy new year. I am so excited um, to go into another year with you guys, going strong. I think this is what our 13th or something episode. So I'm just excited. I'm nervous, um, but I'm just so happy and such an awe of the growth that God has on the podcast, I mean, two people, somebody listening other than my mama, honey, is a girl. So I'm excited <laughs> that you're listening. If you are not my mom, yay. If you are my mom, hey, mom. Um, so all of us together and extending our family, which is friends and family, if this is your first time listening. And I have a couple cool things I want to start with you guys. Um, first, before I do all that, I want to make sure I tell you guys to, you know, rate, like, subscribe, all those things. Write a review of the podcast if you like it, because that helps us get more notoriety and more people listening to the podcast and learning more about prayer, which is really the the, the point. It's not so people know me, um, but it's that people get excited about prayer and really feel like it's something that they can can do. They can, you know, take a hold of and it be powerful in their lives. Our scripture today is Luke 1, 37, and there's so many cool things aligning right now. Um, the first thing is that it's a new year, so I've been thinking about like a word. Um, I try to do either like a scripture or a quote or a word that I want to set the trajectory of my year. If I'm honest, I don't always reflect on that word as often as I should or that quote. But hopefully subconsciously it's like ringing in my mind as I move through um, the year and make decisions. And so I'm like, Lord, what's this year's word? I don't know. You know, you want it to be a cute word? Or do you want it to be like fearless? Or, you know, these words for, you know, self-proclaimed feminists like myself that may feel like you want that to be who you are. But this year, I really want to just take a moment and allow God to give me a word. And so I'm going to give you guys a little story. And if you don't want to hear this, you can skip forward to the prayer. But I think it will help you. So maybe just hang on with me for a little while. So each year I write a letter to myself. I do a vision board party sometime in January. I write a letter. I don't even read the letter again until New Year's Day the next year. Um, so my letter from 2017 and 2018 had a lot of things I wanted to do. I want to ride a horse and do this and do that and go to national and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't reach any of those goals. So I went into 2018 kind of disappointed in the fact that I felt like I let my 2017 Shana down. I didn't really go big. I didn't really do anything of you know that was monumental or memorable. And so 2018, when I was writing my letter, I was kind of down about it. And so I prayed about it. And God was like, well, Shana, don't write about the things you want to check off your list. Write about the person that you want to become. So I wrote myself a really beautiful letter. And maybe I'll read it on a different episode that's, you know, not for the prayer, maybe on an off day. If you guys are interested in hearing it, you know, maybe let me know. Go on my Instagram at the prayer podcast and leave me a message if you want to hear the letter that I wrote myself. Um, it's just a really short letter. But I really talked about the way I wanted to feel, the character that I wanted to be, the person that I wanted to become. Because even if I never went out of the country, even if I never you know, got married, blah, blah, blah. I still have to live with myself and I wanted to love the person that I was and feel like I was making the world a kinder place um, by who I was and wanting to be who God wanted me to be. So I was actually open this letter and I did have a couple things like, did you feel more adventurous this year? Did you, you know, the couple things like, no, I was not more adventurous this year, child. Listen, I was the same OG. But uh, other things, you know, did you step out and, and, 
work on your business or get a new job and have confidence that you can do something else and you can be bigger than what you are currently. And I did do that. So that was exciting, right? So I'm going into 2019 like feeling full because I feel like I really did grow in 2018 to the person that I wanted to be in this letter. But one thing of the letter that really kind of captured me was I used um, a Corinthians verse and it was basically about being patient. It was about being um, kind and bearing with others. And then it also talked about in doing all things in love. And I think at the end of the year, God has really like helped me grapple with the idea of love because love is not as simple or as cut and dry as we may think it is or the world makes it seem to be or conversations that we have really boil it down to be it's very complex idea and as somebody who considers myself a, a always learner always student and scholarly hopefully um I'm really intrigued by the idea of love right so that word stuck out to me I was like god love I that's I don't think I can say I understand that completely. I'm working on it. And yes, I can point to things and say this is loving behavior. But love is is a bigger concept than I think I can really be confident in walking in that. And so in my, my letter to myself, I asked myself, was I, did I walk in love? Did I have it, do everything in love or something along those lines? And I couldn't say yes to that, but it intrigued the thought. So I put a pin in it. And then I was watching the Red Table Talk uh, with Jada Pickett-Smith, and I love that. Facebook watch um, series and it was the one about race the second one about race with the Ellen from um, what's the name of that show Grey's Anatomy and the grandma Gammy said something about and love love yourself and doing all things in love and so God really speaks to me in ways where I hear the same theme really quickly within days within you know a week I'll hear somebody talk about love three or four times and that'll be a signifying to me and not only will I hear it but it will stick with me it would pierce past the noise of all the time conversation to really sit in my spirit so it lets me know it signifies to me that okay God really wants you to hone in on this idea of love so I say all that to say I think my 2019 word is going to be love and not just to be like oh my god I love you I love everything you do I love you what you just everything's fine because I love you like not love in that way but really understanding agape love and really understanding what God calls me to be and how love can be tough and how love can be soft and how love can be forgiving but steadfast in the same way um, unmovable like no because I love you this is the boundary this is the line I, I'm working on understanding that love so I'm excited about that that's the first thing that my word for 2019 is love and so my kind of call of action call to action would be for you guys to really think about what 2019 is going to be for you character wise spiritually what God is calling to you to understand and be revealed through him right so um, if it's not a word last year wasn't a word it was a scripture it was the sec the Corinthian scripture. I think it was Second Corinthians, but again, I'll put it on my Instagram, the Prayer Podcast, and it was a scripture that I wanted to walk through. The year before that, it was a quote. I think the quote was, um, "Building a life I don't need a vacation from," and I'm still working on fulfilling that. But it was a good place of mindset shift for me. So things like that. If you guys are looking to talk about, well, I don't want to do resolutions, but I do want to kind of set a goal or set a challenge to myself that will be on what it is I also tell you that story because that's how I arrived at the first 
the Luke 137 because I saw that twice in one day. I saw in an email from a group I'm in called Wives in Waiting, which is a really great group if you've never heard of it. And then I um, looked them up and then I also saw on like a Facebook post, somebody just posted scripture, Luke 137. So I saw it twice in the same day and it resonated with me. So I knew that was something God wanted me to talk about. So Luke 137 is our prayer today. And the last thing, so I've given you a call to action, but also in my in my Instagram, uh, I want to give a shout out to Bell. Our Instagram, I uh, shout out to a lot of the people who messaged me and let me know how they're being touched by the prayer podcast. And guys, I really, truly, 100% appreciate that. So if you are tempted, let the Lord use you to just kind of help me refocus on my why, because the why is you guys. I've been praying to myself for years, and God really wanted me to help um, other people. So if you reach out to me, I'll be so excited. But last week, I think I posted about how to pray and I posted um, the quote from or a snippet from our last conversation about, you know, the different things to pray for. Pray for yourself, pray for somebody else, pray in gratitude, that thing. And so Belle messaged me and basically stated, um, if you go back and read it in the comments, so basically she gave a great idea about how to pray if you are still trying to find your footing and find what your prayer style is. She has a prayer book and she writes a list of people in that prayer book. So that's one great tip is that you can just start writing down people and say, Lord bless this person, Lord bless. Just calling their names to God really does something for our spirit. She also talked about letting the Holy Spirit lead you into who to pray for. And I do believe that they may come with some spiritual maturity because you have to really understand the voice of God and the voice of the Holy Spirit to let him use you in that way. But if you see somebody or somebody comes to mind that you weren't thinking about, you didn't just run across, that may be a signifier of the Holy Spirit and him wanting you to pray for that person. And then she also talks about, I'm reading it right here. Um, so she talks about the, the prayer book. And then she also talks about how calling this person name out to God can change people. And she said that she's noticed a change in her son-in-law after doing that. So we're so grateful for you, Bill. We're happy about your son-in-law. We'll pray for him in this episode because um, I do believe that if you're praying for him, I'm praying for him. That's kind of the whole point of this prayer podcast that I want to be a blessing to my family. And also, guys, talking online and getting a prayer book and talking out loud to God really does help. So. All that information before we get into the prayer, but I hope some of it was helpful for you. If it was, make sure you drop me a line. And now we're going to shift gears. We're going to start our prayer in Luke 1, 37. I'm so grateful for this being so succinct. And it says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And I know, Holy Spirit, that that's what you wanted us to start our year off with. So we're going to just focus on you. God, I thank you. I love you. I honor you. I'm so excited about 2019. Everybody always goes into the year saying, this is our year. This is my year. This year is going to be great. This year is going to be life-changing. Treat me this year how 2018 treated Cardi B. The whole vibe. And I'm with it. I'm here for it. Every year, we should be excited like this is our year. Um, and so that energy is no different. We appreciate the opportunity to feel like something is a new I mean, we didn't start the calendar. Our lives could just be one big long year. Who decided that we should have new years, new opportunities to feel fresh? God, so I thank you. If somebody woke up on January the 1st, 2019, feeling like it was still December 31st, 2018, um, help them feel like this is a new season. This is a new year, fresh anointings, fresh ideas like God we are so heavy laden with the cares of the world life is hard life is not fair oppression is real 
racism is real sexism is real hurt is so real and it's palpable God but you are bigger than all of those things and I am so grateful that you love not only me but the prayer podcast family enough for us to remember Luke 137 the scriptures in the Bible sometimes they can be complex and they can be dense and they can be long and theological and philosophical but this one is so succinct that I'm even reading the King James Version, and it makes so much sense. So it says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. So let's break that down, Lord, and help us pray through this. Lord, first of all, for with God, nothing is impossible. And that implies that without God, a lot, if not everything, is impossible. So, Lord, we don't want to live a life without you. We don't want to live a life of things being out of reach, things being out of alignment, things being just so far gone that we can't see ourselves because we can't see you and you are the person that we see our image in. We were created in your image. So if we don't know you, we don't know ourselves. And the idea of love and things being possible and dreams being able to be reached and attained have to be centered in the eye of Christ in the eye of the storm that is Christ in the eye of the thing that is moving and propelling us forward for with you God what does it mean to be with you that means that we walk with you that means that we talk with you that means that we grow in love with you and we grow in relationship with you and we grow in understanding with you that means we zealously try to know you and that we allow you to help us resist sins and the devil so he will flee and we repent immediately and we've done something wrong that we don't take on shame and guilt because that's not the cloth and the clothing of Christ but that we release all things to you Lord that we are honest and vulnerable with our emotions and where we are in this moment and with the things that we're disappointed with and the hurts and the pains that we say them out loud we speak their names to you we lay them at your feet and we ask you to help us with it that we don't see you as a plan b but we always see you as the source that our will aligns with your will what we have created to do will be um shown to us and that we don't want to be anything other than what you've created us to be that with you nothing is impossible nothing is impossible so does that mean that in theory we can do everything yeah sure we can do everything if the bible tells us with you nothing nothing means not a thing it means there is not one area of our lives that is impossible it's not impossible for us to build a million dollar business if we come from the ghettos or we lost everything in the bubble or if we have been a persecutor of christians or if we have been um, done crimes in the past or if we have not loved our neighbor as ourselves that we've been belittled other people we bullied somebody else if we murdered somebody else let's get real people if we have hurt other people in ways that seem unforgivable can we move on from that and not move on and since I forget it but can we grow in Christ and that can we have some understanding for ourselves and other people and compassion and some forgiveness and some ways of making amends and ways of being pleasing to God no matter what our past or present or future looks like yes yes God forbid we see ourselves other than who he sees us to be. With you, nothing is impossible. But God, I want to build on some other knowledge I have in the Bible that we want our will to align with your will. So in theory, if nothing is impossible, can I be a professional basketball player? I believe nothing is impossible, sure. But am I called and purposed to be a professional basketball player? Well, notwithstanding the fact that I'm only 5'2", and I don't even like basketball, 
and I don't like to practice and I'm generally lazy, I know that you haven't purposed me for that. You haven't given me the fire for professional basketball. So help us to be not realistic. That's not the right word, Lord. Give me the word. Help us to be sure. Help us to be centered in our calling. Everybody out here want to be a rapper, a singer, uh, a a, a sports, you know, person, as my friend calls it, sports ball or athlete, or and that that transcends race, gender, creed, whatever. These are the things that people see as a way out, as a way up, as a way to financial freedom or fame or happiness or whatever is associated and and tangled into, you know, acting, dancing, singing, athlete, athletics. But God, you called us to be deeper than that. You said that's for some people. Some people are called to be professional athletes. Some people are called to be doctors to cure cancer. Some people are called to work at after school programs to be a smile when kids don't have a smile. Some people are called to be social workers. Some people are called to be stay-at-home dads and to be a, a soft place for their kids to land. And some people are called to be CEOs. Some people are called to work internationally. Some people... Call to be nuns. Who am I to say you ain't called to be a nun? It ain't me, but hey, live your best life. God, help us to know that nothing that you've called us to is impossible. No dream you've given us is too big. Nothing is too hard. And Lord, I like another translation. I can't remember the exact translation. Maybe it's the message, but it says nothing is too wonderful. I've heard recently this whole idea of I've heard of the fear of failure. I get that. I intellectually understand that, and I have experienced that. But I've learned more about this idea of fear of success. I don't 100% understand that, God, and explain that to me and reveal what that means to me because I'm happy being successful. Success feels like a great thing. I don't know why we're scared of it, but I've heard it so much recently that I know it's a real thing. So not only do we want to say nothing is too hard for you because that speaks to our fear of failure, but nothing is too wonderful for you because that would speak for our, our fear of success. That is us being happy in our marriage, happy with our children, happy in our business, happy in our friendships, happy in where we're situated in life, happy. Now, of course, that doesn't mean perfect, and we talk a lot about perfectionism and the the lie of that and how the enemy tries to make us feel less than because we're not perfect, although we're not called to be perfect because we're called to the perfect one who has made us perfect in his eyes, but not in our human fleshly form. But the point here, God, is that nothing is too wonderful for you, that we don't have to feel like we're losing one to get the other. We're losing the marriage to have the business. We're losing money to have happy kids no you said that everything is in your hand show us alignment God alignment that word is so heavy on my life so recently because I I know it's something that I don't understand yet and you want me to get and I believe it's something that you want me to impart God show us alignment how when everything is aligned it all fits perfectly Show us when we're askew, when something's not in alignment, when our relationship is a tad bit off. He's a good guy, but he's not the guy. You know what I'm saying? Lord, show us when it's a, a stable job, but it's not a godly job. I tell my brother all the time, a good idea is not a God idea. And a God idea, it it it, it vibrates on a higher frequency than a good idea. 
Because a good idea is glitter, but a God idea is gold. Lord, when somebody proposes to me, I don't want him to give me a, a glitter ring. I want him to give me a gold ring. Really a diamond, but you get my drift. I want it to be divine. Divine alignment is the goal. So repeat after me. Luke one thirty seven reminds me that nothing is impossible with God. And Luke one thirty seven reminds me that without God, everything is impossible. God, I'm praying for my uncle. I'm going to go ahead and put my prayer request out there that he is in the hospital for months with an S, three, four months, God. And the doctors don't see him getting better. But we know we serve a God of a second, third, fourth, and fifth chance. We serve a God that is a healing God. We serve a God that sent his word in the Bible and he healed people. And the same God that was there is here. God, send your word to Gregory Hester right now. God, send your word. And Lord, and while we're waiting on the move of God, because we know you're sovereign, God, give us understanding and clarity and family cohesion. And we don't want to pit doctors against God. Sometimes, Lord, when I'm in the hospitals, you give me divine eyes to see that people of faith, we have a hard time with doctors and hospitals. For black people, it's because of our history and the way that we're treated and the fact that black women have a higher rate of death because doctors don't believe their pain or that we have been given diseases because we've been test subjects instead of people. So I get it. I get the fear of not only for black people, but people in general, but especially for black people, what I'm saying, or minorities. Um, but for people of faith, sometimes we feel like if we do what the doctor tells us to do, then we're believing the doctor's support over God's support. But no, God, thank you for doctors of faith. If you're a doctor of faith who's listening right now, we're thanking you that you're praying over your patients, that you're asking for divine wisdom, for divine eyes to see what may have been missed, what um, these tests and MRIs may not show the full story. But the God in you will tell you to touch this place. To say these things, to ask these questions, to examine this, to look again, to do one more test, to fight harder and longer. That God is working through those hospitals. I do not believe that science is against God. I believe God gave us science and God gave us doctors and God gave us people who were dedicated to the study of the body. So they can give you some understanding about yourself. That we're all called to be aligned to our passion, our calling, and our purpose. We thank you for doctors. Lord, if they don't know you, let them know you right now. I heard on TBN that the doctors have a higher rate of belief in miracles than non-physicians because they've seen things they can't explain. And that if we don't see it in our everyday lives and maybe our mothers or our brothers and sisters, we may not believe in miracles, but they see a vast majority of people where they've seen changes that they can't explain and they have a higher belief in miracles. God, uh-uh-uh, uh-uh. We are not a people who say we serve a God who can do miracles, but we don't believe in miracles. God, Show us miracles and not the miracle of us waking up every day because we know that's a miracle. But, Lord, I want to see big miracles. I'm believing a woman with the issue of blood going to pop up on my timeline somewhere in a different way, in a different setting. And I'm going to see the miracle of God. And I won't be skeptical. I won't think that she, you know, was faking it. I won't think that all the negative, the, the talk of she ain't really sick. They wasn't really in the wheelchair. This is all hocus pocus. No, I want to see the godly miracles signs and wonders i'm calling it forth today god i will not be a skeptic i will believe the signs of of your your hand and i will have 
wisdom and intellect to know that my spirit man can detect a witch or warlock or something that's not of you. But my spirit man also can leap and jump for joy when he sees a true miracle from the one living God. Thank you, Lord. I'm thanking you for Belle's son-in-law that she said that she's seen lots of changes. But we want to see even more, God. We want to see even more. I want her testimony to be so big that she is somebody that the prayer podcast can really lean on for understanding. And we appreciate her support, Lord. We want to pray for everybody. Everybody got something. So right now, lift up your prayer to the Lord. Lift up your people to the Lord. Lift up your, your heart to the Lord. God, we know people have these tethers to old relationships, to exes. Lord, we think you're breaking the chains off right now that where they won't feel like like they are losing out. They won't feel like their life is over. They won't feel physical pain because of that loss. They won't feel, um, we won't feel lost or misused or abused or that we missed not on something, that we lost something that we can't get back or something that's great and it's no longer in our hands. God forbid that. No, no, no. God, it's people out here. I got so many feelings the Holy Spirit's bringing to me, so many things that listeners may be dealing with, with but I want you to lift up your own issue, your own family, your own thoughts to God right now and pledge in 2019 that we're giving it to him. God, we're giving these things to you. We're grateful for your time, God. We're grateful for your love. We're grateful for your mercy and your grace. You didn't have to do it, but you did. When I used to hear that when I was little. I thought it was a song. You didn't have to do it, but you did. It was like a little nursery rhyme. But when I think about what you did on that cross, when I think about that, you didn't have to do it because you could have called angels to your side. You you didn't even need them. You were a divine. You could have been like off this cross. Honey, if you made the chaos in Genesis 1 come into order, you don't think you could have got off that cross with a thought, let alone a, a word, speaking a word. But you stayed there for us. That we will not see this world how the world sees itself, but we will have divine eyes. I'm grateful for Luke 137. I hope we all can memorize that for this year. That with God, nothing is impossible. I'm thanking you for all the things that you've done. But I'm thanking you for Miracle Signs and Wonders in 2019. That every week, I want these people to get on here and listen. Because I will have something to share about how you are showing out for the Prayer Podcast family. I know you can. I know you will. I'm excited to see you do it. And I know that, God, we overcome by the word of our testimony. So once the miracles happen, we won't be silent about it. No, no, no. We will share the goodness of God to everybody that's around. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for another year. Happy New Year, Jesus. We're excited to see what you have in store for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, family. I thank you all for holding on to this podcast. Today is obviously a little longer than before, about 30 minutes or so, but I hope you got some good information from it about some ideas of how to start your resolutions, some ideas on how to really jumpstart your prayer life with the journal from Bell, and a, a, a solid prayer to know that this year all things are possible because we have God in our lives and that what we want in our lives should align with the will of God. Thank you for today. And remember these two things. If you know nothing else, know that the prayer podcast family is out here praying for you. Secondly, remember that God's love language is obedience. So if you know he's telling you, delete Snapchat, break up with this person, move to a new state, apologize 
to this person. Forgive your father for him not being there. Stop watching this TV show. Don't say that. Stop cussing. Hug your kids a little bit more. Wake up earlier. Fold your clothes. I don't know what he's telling you. Whatever he's telling you, do that. Because that is how you show that you love him. That's his love language, obedience. And I hope that he shows you exactly what he needs from you very clearly so that you have an opportunity to be obedient and to be pleasing to God. Until next time, family, I'm Shayna, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.